This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I seriously love BetterHelp so much. They're one of my favorite sponsors, and I will tell you why I love them so much. When I started this podcast, I was going through a really rough time. I'm talking drug relapse, drug addiction, drug abuse, relationship issues, anxiety, depression. I was going through one of the craziest moves of my life, so therapy really helped me get through a lot of that. And online therapy is, in my opinion, even better than going to a therapist's office because, let's face it, our lives have changed the last year or so, and I just feel like online therapy is the best way to go. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating with them in less than 48 hours. They really do match you with, with a therapist so quickly. It takes, in my case, less than 24 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available, which might not really be locally available in all areas. The service is available for clients worldwide, and it's super easy to access your account. You can log in, you can send a message to your counselor really at any time you want, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, whatever you prefer. I like to do phone sessions sometimes because sometimes I like to, to go on a walk when I, go on, when I do my therapy sessions. It's really up to you. Traditional therapy can come with kind of a stressful energy attached to it. So I really love how BetterHelp is really controlled by the, the patient. If you want to connect with your therapist and communicate something with them, they have a journal feature, which I absolutely love. This journal feature has the option of sharing your journal entries with your therapist, but if you want to keep them totally uh, private and anonymous towards yourself, you don't have to share them with your therapist. But I really like this feature because for many of us, starting fresh with a new therapist gives us a lot of anxiety and it can trigger us. Um, so if you feel like that, you're not alone. I felt the same exact way because let's face it, a new therapist has to ask questions and try to get on the same page as where their client is. And sometimes rehashing our, our history of trauma and all the details can become kind of exhausting and a little bit annoying. So what I do when I start with a new therapist, like I did on BetterHelp, is I use the journal feature and I wrote kind of a lengthy email explaining to the therapist where what I've been through in the last few years, where I'm at right now, what I'm looking for in therapy, and what kind of therapy I've done, what kind of therapy I'm interested in, and what I'd like um, out of a therapist. So this is super important. If starting with a brand new therapist gives you panic or anxiety or stress, 
This is the most stress-free approach you could possibly do. I love how they matched me with someone with the experience and qualifications that I asked for. I personally asked for a therapist who had some experience with eating disorders, depression, and relationship trauma. Once BetterHelp matched me with my therapist, she messaged me right away and then I scheduled my first session with her for that week. The process is easy, effortless, and stress-free. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. So if you're going through a hard time right now, and let's face it, so many of us are, whether it's emotional turbulence, depression, anxiety, relationship issues, LGBTQ issues, whatever it is, body image, self-esteem, BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com vibe. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Vibe within listeners, you get 10% off of your first month of online counseling at betterhelp.com slash vibe. That's betterhelp.com slash vibe. Betterhelp.com slash vibe. Go start online therapy. DM me on Instagram. Let me know how it's going. And I hope that you get the help, the support, and the healing that you deserve. Welcome to the Vibe Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen. Each week, we will connect through stories and conversations mm-hmm. about wellness, yoga, addictions, spirituality, mental health, rituals, and everything in between. The goal is to transform our traumas into strengths to create the change we desire in our lives. My mission is to help others by shining awareness on real-life topics so we can learn new ways to heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Whatever you are going through in this moment, you are not alone. So let's connect and heal our vibe within. Hey guys. Welcome back to the Vibe Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen, and here we are in part two of me and Nick's conversation. If you haven't listened to part one, I highly recommend going and listening to part one so that you're kind of in the loop as far as what we have been talking about. I broke the episode into two parts just because I felt like it and I felt like it would benefit you guys more if it was just two parts so that you can really absorb uh, the conversation better. So in this episode, part two of me and Nick's conversation, we dive deep into the deep end, I should say, um, into connections, romantic relationships and partnerships, the divinity and, and the wild spontaneity of meeting someone at a music festival or traveling or whatever, and relationships being an escape. We talk about finding validation in a new fling, meeting people and having that instant flame attraction. We talk a lot about cycles and patterns of relationships, the honeymoon phase, 
uh, drugs and partying and relationships and the masks that we wear when we first meet someone in a relationship or someone who we're interested in, how we can wear masks hiding the shadow parts of ourselves. Um, Nick talks about a creative project that he has been working on that has to do with him interviewing his ex-girlfriends. So really interesting stuff. Uh, He talks about his realization of his relationship patterns and cycles. So it was really cool to listen to a man talk about these things and be vulnerable. We talk about shadow and accountability and the traveling lover's archetype. I think you all know what I mean when I say that. I think we've all been in that scenario where we meet someone, we're all into it, we're adventuring, we're journeying, we're maybe we're traveling with them, and then the spark just dies. We talk about in- integration and understanding why we lose interest in people so quickly. Mm-hmm. We talk about attention and care needing in a relationship, and then I kind of go into my college experience with how I was a walking zombie, pretty much, and then we get into hyper dating and we talk about fuckboys, and at the end, we really cap it, cap it off in a nice way about moving forward from the pain that we've gone through instead of instead of carrying it with us like a burden, like a heavy metal suit, and how we can relinquish that pain and really surrender that pain and move forward. We don't have to hold the toxic pain that we've gone through in every relationship and carry it into every relationship forward. So I really think this part two of the episode is going to help you guys. I know that you're going to resonate. It was really really inspiring and healing to have this conversation with Nick and I think that you will feel uplifted and really validated and not so alone by listening and tuning into this this conversation so I'm thinking about bringing Nick on the podcast as a reoccurring guest if you're into that let me know dm me on instagram gypsy love flow email me all my um, information's in the show notes Again, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes if you have a few minutes extra in your day. And whatever you're doing today while you're listening to this episode, I hope you're enjoying yourself. Whether you're at the gym, you're working, you're at a cafe, whatever it may be, I hope you're enjoying yourself and I hope that you enjoy this episode. All right, here we go. I kind of want to bring up a topic. How do you feel, what are your thoughts on love and relationships being an escape? That was the majority of the relationships that I had in college. It was all an escape, like, because, like, this is all ties in, into each other because the reason why I was seeking relationships as an escape is because I was hiding my trauma. I was sexually assaulted in college. I went through a lot in high school. We all go through shit. Like, it's, it's layers and layers, and then... Once I got to college, it was um, it was just like the perfect opportunity for me to like dive into drugs, alcohol, partying, and whatever guy I could hook hook up with because it was all like new and I I was free and you know what I mean like eighteen, nineteen, twenty years old like that's fucking crazy but yeah like I I was filling voids for eight years of my life totally. It's something I've been thinking a lot about recently because I've been working on a video series um, basically chronicling my life and experiences for the past six to ten years. And I'm 
I haven't really done, it's a lot of great footage, a lot of real situations and relationships and experiences I've had that it's all captured in film that no one's ever seen. And I, I've, you know, five to 10 years later, I'm looking back on a lot of it and kind of, kind of trying to make some, connect some dots, make, and make, make sense of things. And one, was this with your your ex girlfriend, right? The yeah, footage? this is this is the ex girl. This is you did show me a little bit of footage. So explain explain like the so the, yeah. I've always kind of always prided myself on how I've been able to maintain friendships with I'd say majority of my ex girlfriends after the fact. Um, there's a few we don't fucking talk to each other anymore. Um, Oh, you know, we never will again, but you know, it, I could, we're, we're good enough friends and we know each other well enough now that I could hit them up on like a Jerry and Elaine level and we're, we're homies. And I think I started doing this in 2015. I would go and reconnect with an ex and film it and ask them questions. If you've ever seen the movie, um, high fidelity with John Cusack, I, pretty much ripped it from that but with my own twist to it but mm -hmm. uh, you know w where did we go wrong what is the worst thing I've ever said to you w would you do it again w you know shit like that and it it's funny but it's something it, basically I'm revisiting in a relationship every relationship is a different dynamic between you and a person it's almost like you are the relationship okay so the way I explain it you have it's like a Venn diagram. On one side, you have you, the individual. On the other side, you have your partner. Um, and then in the middle, you have the relationship, which is this thing that you both individuals are building together. It's, it's, almost, it's, like, it's like a company. It's, you're, you're building something that's based on feelings it's and like thoughts. It's like a collaboration. Exactly, totally. Yeah. Um, some for the better, some for the worse, obviously. And others, you know, you're constantly learning from relationships it's like you have the relationship with them you have the relationship with yourself you have the relationship together and well what you were basically saying is that you're asking them questions about where it went wrong so basically you're just being vulnerable as fuck back, that's back to the, and you're, back fucking, to the dynamic. you're like calling your own shadow out like hardcore exactly and like i said holding myself accountable and when you have this venn diagram and you have the relationship being in the middle that is the dynamic between the you and your partner now what i'm noticing throughout doing this a few times is that every dynamic is different and represents a different period of my life and my experiences with these girls and whether it's my first kiss whether we went to prom together or where we dated for four years in college and you know could have gotten married and they're all very different but I'm not going into this, into these experiences, trying to reconnect or rekindle the relationship. It's more or less me being kind of, you know, like the me kind of just trying to, to to visit those feelings of love and how love differentiates between partner to partner. Mm -hmm. Now, now with this, but what? But like, real quick, is all those different relationships you were like in different phases mentally of your life exactly like emotionally and mentally and physically like Brain where you're at like mm -hmm. you're in a completely different mind zone totally and each relationship that you're in is a mirror so like that person is going to mirror things off of you and that's probably why um the the dude that i was hanging out with 
whatever that I was talking about, about in the beginning, that didn't work because I was reflecting to him that the drugs were an issue. And that was him mirroring off of me and I was mirroring that back to him. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. And I've, I've been in relationships where it, we were, you know, drug buddies that partied and would just get fucked up together and pitching on drugs. And um, I'd say, but they didn't last or, you know, we got closer because of it and we grew together. Um, you know, obviously got, got off uh, using and partying or whatever at the time. But I, one of the, the funny things that I've realized through this whole thing is that a few girls that I dated in a row, I always, I'm going through footage and basically my, the time frame of when I dated them is exactly the same. It might be four to six months. Mm. And we always end up on some bizarre trip together. Um, and then usually a month after that, the, the relationship ends after the trip. And this whole project connecting the dots, like seeing, noticing patterns and cycles in your life. Yeah, totally. And, you know, with one girl, we, we end up in the, like Joshua Tree in the Salton Sea together, which is a very bizarre place in Southern California. Mm-hmm. Another girl, she lived outside of Pittsburgh and I would go every other weekend to this like old coal mining town whose skyline was like basically looked like, a, you know, like the Simpsons nuclear power plant. Then another girl, I'm, I'm visiting her in Miami and, you know, we're just like rolling on MDMA on the beach, like watching the Super Wolf Blood Moon together. And I made her drive me to the Everglades two days in a row and just very bizarre circumstances. Like wild. And it never, and it never lasts. Right. But I end up getting all this fucking awesome footage every time. So it's like, what am, through these, through these relationships and these quote unquote trips that I'm having with them, what am I escaping? And how, how do I figure this out? Because it's basically like you, you do this, but you always end up alone. You always are, you're always the same person afterwards. What is it? You know? Well, okay. So like, dude, I fucking resonate with that completely because Sagittarius shit yeah running away well yeah definitely Sagittarius shit we need adventure we need fun we we don't like the mundane like like once shit starts to feel the same every day we start to get a little bit panicked right and yes what gets us into a relationship is usually something wildly divine or a party or an event or like this instant attraction to somebody and and this can be any sign obviously but the cycle and the pattern that i feel like we kind of find ourselves in is this honeymoon adventurous wild divinity phase of fun and and then once that layer once that layer is popped then you go into this layer of like oh but like this is real life and then where is real life and who, who am I in real life? Wow. Because the me that the me at Envision Festival is loves to dance and smile and I'm, depression wasn't there. Anxiety wasn't there. Anxiety was kind of there sometimes with the coke. But I was a completely 
heightened, happier version of myself. So no shit, all these guys are going to be super attracted to me and whatever. Mm -hmm. And everybody's love and everybody's wants to like know everything about everybody and having fun. And, and then once you get back to the nitty gritty, back in your reality, back in the matrix, how do you, how do you, um, how do you collaborate? How do you well? How do you resonate how, with each how do you, other? How do you integrate yourself back into the real life? Integration. Yeah. And it's it's like you don't even need to integrate. We're not even talking about plant medicine. We're not even talking about festivals. You're talking about you had these like you know these fun four months with girls who um, just enjoy to have fun and travel and you know maybe dabble in some drugs and that is considered a honeymoon phase. And, and then the honeymoon phase usually ends after six months because the I don't know why, but there could be different traits or habits that come out from both parties. Truths come out, totally. dark truths, shadows come out. Then you start you're going on a trip with someone for a week on a road trip. You're going to learn a lot about them. Oh, yeah. You're going to learn like what ticks them off and totally. what, what little things. Especially when like, you're dating me and, you know, I have the camera in my hand and everything's the movie. Right. And I, th I think like the kind of sad part about it is it's that I think the girls are looking for a deeper connection or bringing the, the relationship to the next level after that. But I can't sustain, you know, I, I have there's not many girls that I've dated or I've met where I can really like, you know, spend that much time with them after seven or eight months. So what is it that makes you feel dissolved from it? Like, where is that moment that you feel like you're ready to just pivot away? I, I think, a, I think a lot of it has to do with their need for attention or care or, you know, more, um, just substance in the relationship that Commitment. I just can't give at this time in my life. And that's why I don't date anymore. It's be, it's just because I am so committed to my craft and my job and, you know, my company and everything, everyone that works with it and everything. And it's just, it, it's hard for me to then go home and give more to someone else. And th there's some girls who get it, but those are usually industry girls and I don't want to date someone who works in the same industry as me or the ones who don't get it, it it's you know I can't really sacrifice this part of myself and it's I have yet to meet someone that there's really a, a strong compromise yeah that makes complete fucking sense I mean I don't even understand how in college I juggled having relationships and classes and work like yeah. and drinking and partying yeah. like I felt like a fucking walking zombie when I when I think back to that girl I just like feel so bad for her because she was so engulfed in these toxic relationships and like like with with men who didn't want to commit to me and I think that's now that we're getting older it's like whoa like our priorities have completely flipped the grip like totally. we are we are totally hyper focused on health and financial and career and we just don't, living day by day and we don't understand how to incorporate a relationship because all of our relationships have been just super messy and toxic and i think a lot of the one thing that a lot of people in relationships or serious relationships tend to forget 
is that at least I believe you can't be in a successful relationship and give a piece of yourself to a partner to this and create this new entity in the middle of the Venn diagram without being a hundred with yourself first, you know, and that is a big fucking problem in just, just everywhere. It's like, if you're not at a place where you're confident with yourself and with, with what you're doing, how is someone else going to validate that void in your life? Yeah. You know, all you're yeah. going to do is just, it's negative energy and it doesn't just, you're just going to pass it off to someone else. You're going to give them the sexually transmitted demon. And I think that's why doing the work, doing the spiritual work or inner work or shadow work is necessary before you hop into a relationship especially when you're dealing with trauma, because if you don't do that work, then you're just going into a relationship like blind and like you're just going to trip and fall and mm -hmm. you're going to fall all over your the same traumas, more of yourself. the same patterns. You're going to hurt someone else. Right. And like, and I think that's a huge part of what a healthy relationship is nowadays is meeting yourself where you're at and like being truthful with like what you're going through and like the pain and the suffering and like, self-love like as corny as that sounds totally. like like i understand that like it's a buzzword these days like we have to we have to in order to like be in a healthy relationship you have to love yourself it's kind of taboo because in a way i don't like when people say well nobody can love you unless you fully love yourself nobody fully fucking loves themselves nobody so i do think that there is space for two people to come together in a relationship and they help each other evolve and help Absolutely. each other figure out like, no, you, you are amazing. Like you are amazing and, and building each other up because but that, that doesn't come do with the baggage. Alone. That doesn't come with the baggage of having right. all those issues that you need to figure out though. Like, yeah, for me, it's never been a problem of commitment or, Oh, I want to be single. I just want to hook up with like, I've always been a like, I, I wouldn't call myself a serial dater, but I've always been very monogamous when I am dating someone, they have, my attention and i don't i don't talk to other like i don't I, you know I, I i'm obviously a pretty flirty person but i'm not giving them signals like i want to hook up with them you're not like a dick and you're like trying to like go and fuck other people no. like you, you're just like you're it, in it for like one person at a time exactly this episode is sponsored by tonic vibes cbd tonic offers cbd blends that use organic sun-grown hemp flower from their family-run farm in upstate new york their original formulations were first developed by Tonic's founder, Brittany Carbone, to help manage her own anxiety and depression that she was suffering with herself. Combining plant-based ingredients like ashwagandha, black seed oil, lemon balm, and passion flower, their soulfully crafted botanicals work with the CBD to restore our body's essential balance. The magic is in the love and intention that goes into each of their products from seed to shelf. And I have personally been using their tinctures for almost two years now. It's one of the first companies that I actually reached out to and was super interested in their company because I love their marketing. I love their Instagram. I am obsessed with all that, obviously, since I went to school for that. Um, and I loved how they were packaging their stuff. It has a really um, light vibe when I look at their Instagram and it's female owned. It's a family owned small company uh, and it's just amazing. It's one of my top tincture companies that I work with and 
My favorite tinctures are the OG tincture, the Tonic OG, that has ashwagandha in it, black seed oil, tastes so good. Um, it's more of an awakening, uplifting tincture. I like to take it in the morning. And then I love their chill one, which is not as sweet. Um, it has the passion flower and lemon balm in it still, but it's more of a nighttime tincture. And of course, you can take these during the day as well and in, in the morning, but that's just how I do it, and I love their tinctures so much. They also do little roll-on topicals, and they are doing CBD flower as well. So I really recommend getting into Tonic as it's one of my favorite companies. Obviously, I have them sponsoring the podcast, and I love them so much. So if you want to check out tonicvibes.com, you can go purchase anything from their website and use discount code GYPSYLOVE for a discount at checkout. That's tonicvibes.com, and you can use discount code GYPSYLOVE, G-Y-P-S-Y-L-O-V-E, for a discount at checkout. I mean, I think that's like a really good quality to have, and it's because there's so many fuck boys out there that are like, that are dating, hyperly dating and hooking up with random people. And it's, it's, that's icky. And I I really honor the fact that you are that kind of dude. And it's, that's probably why I, I vibe with you anyways, but like, and, and the fact that you just made yourself so vulnerable during this project of asking your ex girlfriends, very, very, you know, not serious, but like sentimental questions about your intimacy with them and like where things went wrong. Ego breakers. It's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of just like you're, you're just shattering and you're, 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 that's your, that's your channel. That's your way of doing the shadow work. So that's really fucking cool. It's also slightly masochistic. Yeah. But like your, your whole like medium is film, right? Yes. Like instead of paint or, you know, writing or guitar or whatever right you your form of create creation visual storytelling yeah so like what what's like the biggest takeaway that that you got from this project because it like i mean i think what's interesting is the fact that i've been doing this since 2015 and i don't have the giant you know the, the big takeaway yet but it's interesting how you know you're five years into this thing and it was only a week or two ago that i made the the connection between those three girls that i went on those bizarre trips with and how it was like the same time that how i did them the same time um how, how they were straight surreal circumstances and how we didn't end we didn't end up much longer than the honeymoon phase this is an ongoing thing that as I experience and grow as a person through my everyday interactions and um, overall being that I'm able to have some free time and go take a look at this project and connect some dots to make me a better person every day. To make you a better person. Totally. To make, yeah. And like, and, it, and what's interesting is that the times where I always happen to have the free time to go and open this project back up and start looking, it always, it's always at a time where I need a reminder. I, I need a reminder that, um, maybe something I did was fucked up, whether it was to, uh, a business associate or, um, you know, maybe I was late to my friend's wedding or I was, um, 
you know, an asshole to someone or whatever. It, right. it always comes at a time where I need a reminder to just stay, stay in, stay in, what's the term? In tune with yourself or something like that. Or yeah. Just check. Yeah. Well, basically like your project is not labeling you as a toxic masculine because I think that you're pretty woke, but it is kind of funny because I feel like this is what the collective is going through right now being like, oh, wow, I fucked that person up in this way, or I said this, and I shouldn't have, or this is where this went wrong. And it's like, it's like constantly waking up to all these things. And it's, it's very like, debilitating. And, and that whole process is, is hard. And it's hard to forgive ourselves. And it's hard to move forward. And like, get past that zone of like, oh, man, I can't believe, <laughs> I can't believe who I am. And I, like, how am I ever going to forgive myself and this and that? But then there comes a time where you really do have to like acceptance, accept, move forward. Cause what are you going to do? Fucking dig yourself in a and hole dwell on it. and dwell. It, yeah. And and then that comes out as anger and depression and isolation, resentment and resentment towards yourself, mm -hmm. towards the person you hurt because you're pissed that you hurt them. Like and that shit might've been five to 10 years ago now. Yeah. You know, it's like, you can't dwell on the past, but you can learn from it. Yeah. And like, a huge part of forgiving yourself is self-love like what we we're just saying and like not in a corny wooey way but like if we want all the relationships in our lives not just like who we're having sex with but like the relationship with our parents and like our brothers and sisters if we want that to be um, healthy then we have to like kind of go into it with like more of a loving and self-compassionate way because we've all hurt each other. Like everybody who is in a family has said something toxic or done something toxic to one another at one time in their life. So like nobody's perfect, but it, it really is, it really is crucial to create like a self-love practice and figure out how we can forgive ourselves and how we can move forward and stop like all the shame and the guilt and and all this because then that just feeds the fire of depression and and all that absolutely and, and this time of year where the days are shorter and the air is colder it's very easy to get wrapped up in your in your own pities and feeling sorry for yourself because you're you're not out and about all the time so i mean i, I it's interesting that you're noticing this collective awakening through your class and everything during this time of year because it, it's the new year Every, everyone's thinking about shit that they've done wrong and and how do you accept and, and move forward yeah and like everybody wants to the new year is the perfect um metaphor of the collective like once the holidays are over it's like everybody woke up january 2nd after all the food and the alcohol and the partying and the trauma with family and whatever, everybody wakes up and they're like, oh shit, I got to get back to bettering myself. Yeah, this whole year has been burnout and fight or flight mode and a lot of just high stress, high cortisol, moving, uncertainty, like starting over and like with you like projects and overworking and um gigs and sleep deprivation 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 that's a huge thing for us yeah you know yeah. it's an, it's an issue that i am conscious about and i'm trying to work on like separating work from 
like family and friends but then it's like like I kind of feel the it's same. a totally different energy though yeah 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 like and that's it's kind of a mind fuck for me because I've changed a lot over the past decade like from party gab to more spiritual speaking and writing and teaching so when I'm around certain people who look at me as the past version of myself it's kind of I, I kind of feel like a phony at times it's imposter syndrome to the max like because especially when I'm around like my sister and my mom because they've seen me at my worst when I'm when I had anger when I was on drugs when I was just fucking a raging angry 20s in your 20s you know what I mean and it's puberty 2.0 yeah and it's really hard to make them see me in this light like how I'm talking right now <laughs> you know like I I know who I am I I like who I am now way more than I used to like myself but when when I get around people who remember me as a toxic version of myself from the past I automatically kind of like go into my shell and I'm like oh my god like is that who I am right or like don't is remind this, me am I is this who I am it's like, almost a trigger it's like what version of myself is the real version you know and totally. like which version is real and which version is fake and that can be existential crisis that's literally what I'm going through right now <laughs> well you'll figure it out you're, you have everything going for you so self-love it's a one day at a time thing, you know, one step at a time. Yeah. I'm going to... Especially especially when you lose your, self, your sense of self through work, overworking and partying, and you don't even know who the fuck you are anymore or what your hobbies are or, 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 or what your identity is. And then it's like, how? what am I loving? You know, it's like you haven't had... You're so busy in the now and trying to maintain and survive and it... In, in these times and you, you look back to, you finally become conscious of what, whoa, I've been moving really fast. Who, who was I two or three years ago? What did I like to do again? Where, you know? Yeah. 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 And we evolve through, it's t so many layers. Like, you know, who we are right now is a correlation of all of the people that we've met in the past few years and the situations and, the experiences and the traumas and each relationship that we have kind of leaves a little scar or like a little tack on us, you know, and, and that's how we carry ourselves through our lives. And I think that's a huge thing, a huge part of the practice and a huge part of the awakening is that we all need to release the past and stop giving all the people who have quote unquote hurt us so much of our like happiness and so much of giving our self-love like yeah we're just we're just handing over our power to like the people who hurt us you know it's like you know it's over and it's it sucked like what they did and what they said left a scar on us but we have to learn how to like move forward and use that as medicine instead of like walking around with like hunched backs and like staring at our phones and like scared to open up there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I think we did it. I think that's a wrap. I think we did it. <laughs>
but we can we can do like reoccurring episodes i feel like that absolutely that'd be fun totally thank you guys for tuning into that part two of me and nick's conversation i i really enjoyed sitting down with him and just shooting the shit and talking about all these things because it's just like really medicinal to be able to sit down with a friend and have a conversation Mm -hmm. like this and it was even more healing and medicinal as i was kind of going through the episode and editing and adding the music in there and i really hope that you guys have at least one person in your life who you can sit down with and just have an in-depth conversation and, and let loose if not i hope that maybe you have a therapist who you can do that with Regardless, uh, this is a community that I'm trying to create, so feel free to reach out to me via Instagram or email. All of my information's in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate it, review the podcast, subscribe, and share this episode with anybody in your life who you think could benefit. Thank you so much for your time, your energy. I really appreciate you guys so much. I'll leave you with the rest of this song. See ya. Thank you.